Hey, this is me, Ron, Aqua Team Hunger Force, and you're listening to the Thunder Podcast, which means you must own you an iPod. Ooh la la, ain't you fancy? I used to have a nano shuffle until it all stuck in my meat and then got covered in that German mustard dipping sauce I got inside of me, and now it don't work no more. Welcome to another episode of Canned Air, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And returning to the show this week, this guy hasn't been on for some time, and I, I really hope we have a lot to talk about. Has anything happened in the world in the past year since this guy's been on the show? I, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Uh, from Nothing comics, new, watching comics, the Amazon Prime show, and the podcast, Gutting the Sacred Cow, we welcome comedian Kevin Goatee back to the show. Kevin, thanks so much for being here, man. Boys, it's an absolute hate crime and should be tried at the Hague for war crimes that I've been nodding on in so long for your podcast. <laughs> I would have to agree. I would have to agree. It has been too damn long. Have you been, sir? Listen, we all know it sucks what's going on with, with, with you know, everything. Right. With uh, COVID and all the nonsense and the quarantine, it just sucks. But I've... I'm one of the few guys, and we'll get into it later. I don't, I don't want to go through it all now, but I've got a, so much shit done during this quarantine. I've, I've made lemons out of lemonade. I like to say that. So, yeah, it sucks. I missed a lot of vacations and things, and not hanging out with friends as much is really blown. But sure. I've gotten a lot of, I got a lot done. I'll be honest. So it sucked, hey. but not really a hundred percent sucked. Let's put it like that. We'll just call you it last so half full, Kevin, for the rest of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. I like the way it. you're looking at that, man. I, I mean, I guess I got some shit done, too, but uh, all the Good. same, we're going to be talking about the shittiest things from the past year in our retro roundtable this week. Boy, there's a lot of shit to pick from, too. And then after that, we're going to turn our attention over to Kevin to talk about uh, some of the stuff he's been up to since we last had him on the show. But before we do all of that, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and on Instagram, Canned underscore Air. If you want to show some support, go to our website, CannedAirPodcast.com. Not only can you buy merch there, but you can become a patron. Uh, $5 a month gets you access to our Canned Air Patreon pod. And uh, we've got about 40 episodes on there. So $5 for a whole catalog. Come on, people. Come on. What are you waiting on? Uh, what am I forgetting, guys? Just sitting around bored on a Tuesday. Check out Jack and I on uh, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. We're playing some Jackbox games. Uh, hop on, potentially win some prizes, and uh, watch Jack and I make complete asses of ourselves. So, you know, <laughs> fun there times. Really, really yeah, married. Smart, smart, smart or not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start shitting on 2020 in this week's Retro Roundtable. And here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, where do we start? Randy, you want to kick us off? My first kind of big what-the-fuck moment for 2020 was just, uh, you know, over the years I've been collecting video games, started collecting toys thanks to you assholes recently. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of black market stuff, a lot of, you know, video games I do some weird stuff and weird places for, but God damn it, if I 
almost didn't have to do some stuff to get my hands on toilet paper and paper towels this year. I mean, especially that uh, Charmin two-ply shit, man. The way you built that up, you didn't suck dick for toilet paper, did you? (laughs) (laughs) No, I did not. (laughs) Yeah, and if you have to suck dick, please, for the love of Christ, and have some dignity, and don't do it for that single-ply bullshit. That is just (laughs) worse than herpes... Cartoon bear paper, man. That's the stuff you're sucking dick for. <laughs> Guys, yeah. uh, my, my in-laws, I, I love them to death. It's, you know, as a comic, it's funny. People are going, oh, your in-laws, huh? You got a lot of jokes about them. They are the two nicest people in the world. But when I go have to take a poop at their house, they have single ply and I must burn through a third to a half a roll for each dump I take there. I do not get it. They have money. It's okay. They can afford this, the two-ply, but God, I hate that single-ply. It is the worst. So I, yeah. try and, I try and tie my poops I try and tie my poops accordingly if, I, if I'm going over there. Why not go over there? It's like wiping your ass with the paper a hamburger comes wrapped in at McDonald's. Oh, that's strong? No, it does not. No, this is if you sneeze on it, it just disappears like Thanos snapped. And everything just turned to dust. Now, is it like a receipt paper single ply, or is it like the stuff that's still got a little bit of push to it? Oh, I don't. I don't know. I'm not a construction guy. I don't know how they grade sandpaper, but it's got to be the lowest grade sandpaper you can buy at Home Depot. Let's put it like that. What if go. they ever complain? You know, every time Kevin comes over here, he uses a whole toilet paper roll for you. <laughs> God, does he have diarrhea? I mean, they <laughs> just start buying extra rolls every time you guys come to town. Hey, <laughs> guys. You know, guys. I, I will get honest with you guys. I got nervous there for a while because we got to the point where we were so low. We had a box of Kleenex that had like the Vicks built into them. I'm sitting there looking like, do I take a bite and. Do I take bite the bullet on this, or am I just gonna, you know, get in the shower after? Listen, listen. If anything, that's gonna make your tongue minty fresh. So if your wife ever decides to toss your salad, she's gonna get a treat. <laughs> Refreshing, Randy. This is great. It's like smoking it's like, it's like, to be. It's like smoking a menthol cigarette, but without the cancer. <laughs> and in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. All right, uh, Kevin, what about you, man? What has sucked about 2020? Can I? I'm going to be very selfish for a second. And listen, I'm not trying to. I know it's going to sound terrible for everyone who's lost their job. I feel for you. This is just, you know, you know, first world problems. For all you lost your jobs, people, I feel very, very sorry for you. So I'm not trying to minimize you. I missed on a lot of cool vacations this year, guys, and I'm very pissed about that. Yeah. I'm very pissed about missing on so many cool vacations I had lined up. I was supposed to go to spring training for the Yankees. I was going to turn a work trip and just take a few days and zip on over there. I went to Vegas. That was a different scenario, but, you know, I still went there. I'm missing my Caribbean trip. I can go every year in February to get out of the fucking cold. Uh, I missed on other a couple other trips I wanted to do too. It's just like ugh, and again, just by just going to the bar and hang out with your friends is just a whole like oh god, and no one wants to do it anymore. Yeah, it's it's just. It just sucks. It it just fucking sucks. There's no other way to put it besides that. And it's going to have, you know, very long lasting effects past uh, all this because people are going to be so, you know, preempted to put that mask on, to stay away from people, to not touch doors and railings and stuff like that. You know, I think it's going to make uh, complexes, which is good and bad because, you know, overall, I think people will be cleaner. Would they say like because of the pandemic, like the flu cases this uh, year have been like record lows and stuff because everyone's covering their mouths and stuff. 
yeah, that's why I was kind of wondering why they're they're pushing getting flu shots because if everyone's wearing masks, then it really shouldn't be getting spread around that much. I mean, well, everyone's not. Well, not, not, I think I think that that and guys, I think you're missing the biggest factor. People aren't congregating anymore. They're not at work. They're not on the subways. Yeah. They're not on buses, yeah. trains, whatever. They're not they're not hanging out in, in group settings. That's that's the key. The main key, I think. Yeah. And it, it does suck. It does suck. So thank God for formats like this, right? Better than nothing, I guess. <laughs> You're not kidding. Uh, Jack, why don't you go next, brother? Talk about being selfish. I didn't get any vacation time at all this, except for maybe a couple long vacations, because during the shutdown, I was what I was uh, one of those people that had to go to work. So I never got to either stay home for a little while, lose my job, or get the option to work from home. I had, you stayed essential the whole time. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Nothing changed for me. But then at, at the same time, I, I look at how it was since just coming off of having the virus. Being home for the last two weeks has really been kind of a pain in the I, ass. So, so I, I have I have questions. First of all, what is your, uh, your job that makes you an essential worker? Uh, I do printing for construction companies. I'm not, I'm not trying. Stuff. I'm not trying to trivialize it. That's essential. I mean, you think that'd be kind I of. I pretty... guess they had to keep working and building, so I had to keep printing their drawings and stuff. I'm, yeah, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just asking. Oh, I know, I know. It's like <laughs> supermarket worker, or medical frontline, obviously shit like that. You know, uh, the municipal municipal drivers of some sort, but graphic printer. All right, well, shit. Yeah, we're we're support for the infrastructure, I guess. So. And, you, and, you, and you said and you said you got the virus. Did I hear that correctly too? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I I finally came down with it. I, well, again, I'm sorry to, to, sorry to derail the conversation. Give me the highs and the lows. Like, how bad was it? What did you have? How long were you at a commission for? All that good stuff. It was the well, the two week quarantine thing. But other than that, I had a kind of a stuffy nose. I was achy as all get out. I lost my sense of smell and taste for about three or four days. And that was about it. I really had nothing. I was okay. sick in February, which I probably had it then. And it was way worse with a cough and stuff. Do you have any lingering effects from it? No, I'm tired, but that's because I've been lazy fuck for the past two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Did anyone in your house also get it? No, my wife, she went and got a test and she's fine. So it's funny. So I work in medical. That's why I work asking a million questions. That's the day job because let's be honest, guys, this podcasting business isn't paying off in spades yet. We're working on it. Right. But I know <laughs> I, I, I talk to doctors all the time and they are one guy is a, lives in a one, uh, one bedroom in Brooklyn and was saying, hey, I got it. My wife and kid didn't get it. Now, one of my very good friends talked on the phone today. His kid got it. He got it. His wife and daughter did not get it. So it's just weird how it's just. Some places yeah, because yeah. The, con the, con the contact spread rate is about 25% according to uh, according to that doctor who got it, who told me about that. But yeah, I was just curious. So that's strange. Sorry to, sorry to ask. Yeah, we were pretty surprised that she didn't come down with it. I mean, it's not like we slept in different beds or anything. Right. Which may have been a blessing to this guy. He's like, honey, I'm sick. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Need some separation time for a little bit. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Um, I guess my pick is going to have to be uh, I just I just hate when how shit like this happens. Just the worst of people kind of comes out, you know, and you start seeing commercials or people just on their individual social medias where like either themselves or a company's employees are all wearing masks and standing there and they're doing all these like slow-mo sweeping shots and shit over them. 
or someone on Instagram just taking a picture of themselves with a thumbs up and a mask on in their car, like doing my fucking part. Well, no shit. You know, like, why are you bragging about it? It's like the person who like gives fucking money to a homeless person and then immediately gets on Facebook and says, oh, my God, I just gave money to a homeless person. You know, why would you do it? So, you know, they're just kind of not only people. It's just gross. One that people uh, use it as an excuse for another fucking selfie. As if Starbucks fucking cups weren't bad enough, but the companies is what pisses me off uh, the worst. You're just you're kind of using this horrible situation and uh, bragging about some shit you should just be doing because it's it's necessary and not making yeah. it part of your marketing ploy. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, the virtual signalers, ugh, the worst. Yeah, <laughs> they're coming out and saying, "I take care of my kids." Chris Rock. Oh yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> 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 but uh i mean yeah that's all i got any comments on all that sounds par for the course for me much, yeah. yeah 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 i guess i, I laid it out pretty good there <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> all right back to you randy for about a month there when it first started uh, my wife worked retail and she was furloughed for uh about a month uh in March, my kids were home. Uh, I was considered essential with my landscaping job, and I was working remotely. And uh, it, it really took me uh, down a deja vu trip because right around the third day, it was like back when we had dial up and we had to, you know, all wait on the phone lines because there was so much bandwidth going through my damn house. When I'm trying to work and download files, <laughs> my wife's trying to watch something on Netflix. My kids are on their tablets and shit. It's like. Guys, the bandwidth just dropped to, like, next to nothing. <laughs> Time for that upgrade. <laughs> yeah, well, they got me for sure. It lasted about a week, and then I'm like, okay, one gig of internet, let's go for it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it was crazy there for a while. Sounds yeah. like there's a lot of porn watching going on in that house of yours. <laughs> That's what I, I don't know what you're you talking about. What's I, I, don't know, I don't know why we ran out of Kleenex so fast, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Next time you touch your hand, it's so you touch Next time you touch your dick, it's like, mm, this is pretty minty down here. It smells lovely. <laughs> this is like cheese. Oh, you with his fingers up against God, his nose me. all the time. <laughs> Sick. Oh, oh. <laughs> all right, we are back to you, Kevin. As a sports guy, I tell you what did not suck. It didn't suck to have the NFL several different nights a week for a few weeks. That was really cool, I thought. I really enjoyed having games on different, you know, Thursday night game, cool. You know, toward Christmas time, you get the Saturday games. We even got one on Friday. But this is the first time in the history of the sport that there were games every single day of the week, you know, in a year. So this was awesome, just having different times to watch NFL, you know, on a Tuesday or Wednesday when you never normally have football. Or like, I, or like I said, Friday's very, very, very rally, uh, rally if Christmas is there. That was great. I loved, I loved just coming back on a Tuesday going, cool, there's a game tonight. And bang, get to watch right. some football. Love, love that. Now, were they, I wasn't paying attention to sports much. Were they doing it the same way? They were kind of, like, I saw that like the WWE was still doing their shows, but just with no audience. Is it the same kind of concept? It depends state by state. Every state has laws differing in who's allowed a public gathering. I know for you know for a fact California no dice. Uh, I know Seattle no dice. Where I live in North Jersey, I live ten minutes away from Giant Stadium, no dice. Mm. New York no dice. But Dallas, where the Cowboys play, you could you know Houston as well, twenty five percent capacity. The Chiefs, Florida, any any the Dolphins, the Jaguars, 
I think the Falcons were there. But yeah, a lot of teams that that uh, a lot of some teams again it was state by state, so depends on where you were. Some teams lost home field advantage because of it. Some people kind of had a quasi little bit of home field advantage because of it. So, right. but if you were a visiting team, you were not nearly as intimidated going into Lambeau or Seattle or Kansas City. Or, or any of those main, you know, the the big ones where there's there's a loud home crowd favored environment. Right. It's weird, isn't it? It's weird with the piped in noise and such too. They pipe in a lot of noise, so for you're watching at home, it still sounds like there's a crowd there more so than what could be there, or to completely replace an absence of a crowd. So there's a lot of those piped in noise that the that the, the TV stations are doing to still kind of make you feel it's quasi-normal no shit so they're just putting in their own just uh like laugh or not laugh track but audience applauding tracks and whatnot roaring booing cheering stuff like that Uh, third third down making raise you know getting loud on third down so the defense can come and blitz (laughs) and the offense screws up the snap counts you know stuff like that how the fuck do i get that job that sounds awesome (laughs) (laughs) start by blowing dudes who need toilet paper obviously (laughs) randy tell me where to go Stamp <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Dance> a <the> parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. All right, uh, we are back to Jack. One thing that sucked, uh, I think, was the the convention scene was nothing. There was no conventions or anything to go do and spend our hard earned money for crap. Yeah, uh, I don't like. It does suck for sure because c- conventions are awesome. But um, like me personally, I was ready for a year off from convention long before. A freaking COVID ever came came along, you know? I mean, Jack, you remember how many times we came home from covering a con and just get sick as fuck for the weekend? Yeah, con yeah it has ups and, ups and downs to it, but at the same time, like, well, we were planning on the big one with Torgs. That was going to be well, our big true. hosting yeah. event and stuff, and that's that true. got pushed back, and then it was totally just the kibosh put on it so that, that was different though that wasn't just us showing up to spend money like we were going to be like yeah. hosting there be a big <clears throat> part of that convention so yeah that sucks is it because it's a, a lot of nerds don't believe in hygiene and smell and germs or uh, a foot <laughs> yes and that's why you guys got sick you yeah. fucking jest but yes 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 yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. oh i know listen i've been to every opening night of every star wars film since episode one and i know you <laughs> nerds don't believe in uh <laughs> there's one thing you you'll never spend money on and that's deodorant all right so nerds, please, deodorant, stop spending 60 bucks on video games for every game that comes out go buy 10 speed sticks or whatever and and and, and you know uphold your end of the social contract thank it's you it's got to be a challenge when they're holding holding that $5 bill in their hand and looking at a stick of deodorant or a bottle of Mountain Dew Code Red. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Excellent analogy. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, okay, this is what pissed me off. My, my picks are very selfish and minuscule, but I like getting pissed off about minuscule things, and uh, this definitely made the list. So, all right, when all this shit with COVID started, you know, the streaming services really start pumping... Uh, really good content, stuff you typically wouldn't see on those platforms. And uh, Netflix, I think, is the one that probably, uh, you know, got my attention the most because they typically have shit on there like that I like. Like, I think the only reason I have a Netflix account is pr- like hoping for another season of Stranger Things. I, you know, like, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. 
past that, I typically don't care. But, you know, they, it made me raise my eyebrow like, wow, Netflix is uh, stepping their game up now. And it seemed to stay that way through the summer. But then come around Halloween, those movies start to disappear. And then they drop that shitty Adam Sandler, Hubie Halloween on us. <laughs> First of all, you don't need to say a shitty Adam Sandler film. Just say Adam Sandler film. That's inferred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do not understand why the concept of reinvention just goes over this dude's head. Like, I need another fucking Bobby Boucher movie. Like, what? Like, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. And wasn't, uh, and I hate talking shit about Adam Sandler. I mean, he has made me laugh, but my God, that shit did not age well. And um, what was the name of that uh, comeback or that special? He, I guess it wasn't a comeback special, but he did a comedy special. And I oh, think- oh, oh, what, it was like 100% Fresh? Yeah, and that's oh, just that a good. Exactly. I tell you what, I, I liked, I liked it. I'll be honest, I liked it. But I was didn't. it fresh? Was it fresh? Uh, I don't, I don't know if it was fresh, but that's <laughs> the title was called like a hundred percent fresh. <laughs> because he, seemed... he was, he was on Stern talking about why, because it was, I all my films are obviously rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. So he goes, I decided to make it so I have a hundred percent fresh next to my name for the first time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny. So it wasn't I, any. Might have been a little bit newer material, but some of the same stuff that he has always With the done. Same comedic pitches and voices and shit. It's like yeah. it's like a crappy frozen. Pe- when I saw it, I equated it to a crappy frozen pizza that said on the box, "Very, very good pizza." You know, it's, it knows its shit inside, <laughs> but it's going to try and get you to believe it otherwise. He did a good job with the Farley tribute. You got to give him that. Oh, yeah. 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 Hey, you know what? I'm not talking shit. Well, I guess I am talking shit about Adam Sandler for sure. But um, (laughs) I like Adam Sandler all the same. Um, I just wish the guy would try something new, you know, some reinvention. And, you know, I kind of got derailed there. You know, Adam Sandler and Hubie Halloween wasn't even the point I was trying to drive at. It's just Netflix dropped that shit on us like it was supposed to be, uh, I don't know, like, like, like penance for taking the other shit away but then the biggest kick in the balls man they raised prices like we're being charged now yeah for for the well, and all they the took, covid they shit what, dropped bandwidth a little bit because of with everyone being around they dropped the bandwidth a little bit and then they started charging some more did they of really? course they did guys captive yeah. audience what are yeah. you kidding me of course they did that's why airplane uh, prices are so low that's why hotels are so low that's why when we went to vegas in september all the garbage people were there because it was so cheap you couldn't afford like, that's a double negative how could you not go when it's that cheap right? and that, again yeah. that's exactly what they did supply and demand boys everyone's home can't leave what mm-hmm. are we gonna do capitalize bang i mean i get it what from they- their perspective it's just fucked up it's just completely fucked up yeah, well, if you're on the board, if you're on the if you're the CEO, you're on the board. You go, hmm, how can we make more money? Oh, look at this. We have a pandemic that's a captive audience. Jack that shit up. I dare you to cancel now when you're sitting home with nothing to do. <laughs> You've only rewatched well, your DVD so many times, folks, before you went to you know cave in and watch Tiger King. Yeah. <laughs> that's when I knew they had us by the balls. Yeah. <laughs> I like Tiger King. That was fun. It was. I'm good. still proud to say that I haven't seen it yet. Shame on you. It's, it's, <laughs> no. it's, it's, it's I haven't either. I need to. No. I guess I need to watch. I've seen clips of it and it looks interesting. <laughs> but damn. All right. Does anybody else have any other picks before we move on? As a movie podcast, as you reference at the top, it was very tough to go. The last time I saw, I take that back. I did see two in the theater since the pandemic. I saw. I took my daughter to go see. Empire Strikes Back for the 40th anniversary. Oh, nice! And I saw I saw Tenet when that came out, and boy, was that bad. Before was that, really? I 
Yes, I, it was. Yeah, that surprises me too. I've kind of wondered about I it. I wanted to see that so bad. That sucks. Listen, guys, you'll never find a bigger Nolan fan than me, except for his last one, two, three. Is this four? And even the Dark Knight Rises, we just did that in our podcast a month ago. That isn't good, Dark Knight Rises. But Inception, we also did in the podcast, not good. Dunkirk was overrated. It's beautifully – all of his films are beautifully shot. We all know that. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. But Dunkirk didn't do it for me, and Tenet certainly didn't do it for me. And I'm forgetting one more that was in between them. Son of a bitch. Anyway, yeah, I was disappointed by Tenet. Very disappointed by that Tenet. So it looks I know, like it had potential. Well, here's the thing. My, my co-host, Kevin Israel, and I, we, we share a brain on a lot of things. Some things, we, about 85% of the time, we agree we're 100% simpatico 85% of the time, which is, you know, hmm. 10% of the time, it works every time, right? But the 15% <laughs> were very different. But we were both, when we saw the preview, we said, eh, it's not grabbing me. It's like, eh, you know, yeah. it, 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 it didn't do it for me. And God forbid, if you do see it, if you you can't piss, you can, again, I saw it in the theater, but at home you can pause it. You have you you cannot miss a line or two of dialogue, or you're out. When they, and, then, and then when I when I Google like oh I I, I had the pee when I was in the theater, I come back I'm like oh boy, and I'm doing catch up. I'm trying to process it all, and you're just like and I Google the I Googled the end. I go all right, let me just give it to me straight. The payoff was not worth it. I go oh Jesus, all this fucking research and still. I'm just bleh. so <laughs> it still sucks. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the worst of his bunch. I will say that. I, I will say that. I mean, I, I and I listen. I love the prestige. I love Memento, Dark Knight, Batman Begins. All excellent. Mm-hmm. I'm missing one more. Insomnia wasn't that hot. I was okay with it, but it. Uh, yeah, this is this is the worst of his bunch. I felt. That sucks. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, run out of steam or something like that. Maybe. And it's it seems to be the word on the street is uh, the new Wonder Woman sucks too. I heard it's terrible. Kevin Israel watched it, and and everyone I read was just saying how bad it is. And I didn't have a desire to see it anyway. I thought the first one was just meh at both at most. It was just yeah, meh. Agreed. So, so then when this came out, I go, well, first of all, I'm not, you need to sell me on why I need to get HBO Max, one. Two, there is no way in hell I'm paying to see this in the theater, being that the, its predecessor was just meh. You know, I'll go see the, I'll go see the new Bond in the theater come hell or high water, you, you know, even though the, la- well, the last one was bad. But every other Bond film was good. That's the way it works with Bond. Right. But, I mean, there's no way I was paying 25 bucks to see this, 20 bucks to see this. And then on everyone, everyone just saying how awful it is. And I'm not surprised. I'm really not. Yeah. Everyone wants to see and wants to play the wolf card and go, oh, female superhero. We can't shit on it. No, you can't. It's OK. That's called <laughs> that's called being equal. Hey, there are great superheroes that are female and there are shitty superheroes that are male. It just so happens that this second one was a bad one. The first one wasn't all that great. That's mm-hmm. the way it is. Yeah, it's yeah. a sequel, too. And it's usually they're usually they're not as good anyway. So. Yeah. Sometimes, but in the Marvel DC, most everything DC has been bad. Marvel, the sequels yeah. have been amazing. I mean, look at Thor uh, Ragnar- Ragnarok blows away. Well, two sucks. Oh, one yeah. I thought was one Same was with boring. Iron Man two. <laughs> you think Iron Man two blows away one? No, no, no. It sucked. Oh, it sucked. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, and no, three, it didn't suck as bad as the third one, but it's still. Oh, that was terrible. But yeah. Avengers, you know, Endgame, and Infinity War were amazing. Yeah. Definitely better than two, and I think better than one as well. I'll go on the record. Yeah. Cap two is better. Cap two is better than one. Oh yeah. Uh, three, I don't know, but it's three was all right. 
But with Marvel, it's a different story. It's, it's an anomaly. But most times, mm -hmm. yes, I will co-sign the sequel is not as good as the original. Now, Kevin, really quick, sorry to sidetrack, but uh, you were talking HBO Max. Have you not seen uh, the documentary Class Action Park that was released on there? No, because I've seen the original on YouTube, and I grew up 45 minutes away from there. I didn't go there because my parents said, first of all, we live close to the Great Adventure, which is all okay. I'm from Central Jersey, which is a real, it's a high class, not a not a Frontier Airlines park like like class like uh, like Action Park was. And I already know those stories. I had friends who used to work there, so I've heard it, and I saw the YouTube doc, so no need okay. to go and reinvent the wheel with that one. Fair enough. I was just curious if you had. Oh. Did you like it? Yeah, I really liked it. I, that was the first thing I watched when we got HBO Max. So, Did you see Johnny Knoxville did a film that completely bombed a year ago? It was called something like that, but it, yes. it, it, the whole theme was, was Action Park. It was like he, they worked at Action Park. So okay. no, yeah, recently, recently got a whole you know, wave of second wave of nostalgia and love, even though people died, broke bones, got memed, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Was it really? <laughs> it's great if you survived. Uh, Bingo. So let's talk about this podcast of yours, because I think this is something new to you since you've been on the show last. And uh, Gutting the Sacred Cow, how did the name come together? And it's uh, you, yourself, and uh, Kevin Israel, you said. Uh, tell us about the show, man. Yeah, uh, Kevin Israel is my co-host. He's great. So we're so like I said before, we uh, we're both movie guys, and Kevin is uh, he's been doing comedy twenty years. I've been now over ten, ten and a half, and we're always back and forth on Facebook about you know if I put something on about films, we'll comment on each other, and back and forth. And I had the idea because you know you mentioned before I do a, I did did a. Comics, watching comics, yeah. fantasy football, jibber jabber. My thing is this: like, I, I'm trying to create these shows. I'm trying to get at corporate America, guys. And hopefully, if your listeners are people positions, I can't even speak. Slow down, Kevin. If your fans are people in positions of power, I need to talk to you. I need to get these shows on a network so I can stop doing medical sales by day, for Christ's sakes. So what I do with my shows, I take a theme that's established, but have it and in the hell of an insane hook on it. And I said, I want to do a movie podcast, but I just by looking around and talking to people and with comics, especially every fucking jerk off has a comic has, has, who's a comic has a podcast. Mm -hmm. And I can't even tell you the slog of movie podcasts that are out there. And all they are are three or four dudes, most of the time dudes sitting around just waxing poetic about like, oh, man. Star Wars is great. Yeah, fuck you. Episode uh, Empire Strikes Back is better. Oh, you both are idiots. Jedi is the best. No one cares about your fucking opinion when you're a bunch of nobodies. And if you're not funny, God. And if you're not funny, God help you. So I said I want to do something, but let's do it differently. So let's take films that people love. Like I love having arguments with people who think some of these films that are so well loved and successful and acclaimed are just overrated pieces of shit. And I said, let's try that. So what we did was, it's a movie podcast, but all the guests we invite on the show, you have to pick a film that meets one of these requirements. So this is the twist. It has to be, again, financially successful or critically acclaimed or widely beloved. 
So you can't just come on and take a shit on Friday the 13th part seven. We all know that sucks. So no, no, no dice. <laughs> so what that's the idea is because we want people to come on and go, you know what, man, I was afraid to say for someone to come on and say, Hey, you know what? Well, for example, I gutted a Christmas story. Cause I think that film is so horribly overrated and so viciously unfunny and it's terrible. <laughs> and when I, if you, and if you listen to that episode, it's, I'd say I do a hell of a job and I did not get anyone on social media going, fuck you. You're wrong. So I know I did a good job, but <laughs> it's funny when you have these people come on and go, yeah, they try and argue some of these films are, are awful. Now, sometimes we flat out either agree, actually most of the time, 99.99999% of the time, the film will hang itself. They won't do the job of convincing us that it sucks. The film does it. There are times where I've reduced my score because people have given such an insanely awesome argument. I go, you know what? You're right. I like it, but it's it's no longer an eight. It's a seven and a half or a seven or whatever. And there are plenty of times where they come on, for example, and I love her. I keep saying her name. She's one of my dear, near, dear friends. Lynette Palladino chose Pulp Fiction, which is my second favorite film of all time. Mm -hmm. We had another guy come on in Star Wars. Good fucking luck, asshole. Uh, point, you know, our, our friends at the STST podcast, they did Point Break. Like, there's no way in hell you're convincing us that those movies suck or overrated. So most of the time you're going to run to a, but you're, you're going to get some kind of pushback. Sometimes you're going to get us saying, hey, I see your points. I'm st I still kind of like it. It's okay. Or sometimes like, nah, man, fuck you. You're wrong. And here's why you're wrong. <laughs> that and sounds then, fun. And then the, it is fun. Oh, it's so much fun. And, uh, you know, we've done that many, many, many times. And we also have different segments on it, which, is, again, makes it different than everybody else. What I love doing is I read uh, five fun facts is the first segment we do. So I find five fun facts about the film that most people don't know about. Then we get after the arguments. Then we have – then I read – Critics, five-star reviews, and then critics, one-star reviews. Then I read people. I go to the Amazon page, and you go to Amazon five-star reviews and Amazon one-star reviews. And boys, let me tell you, I can't tell you how many people absolutely love the Amazon one-star reviews because it just proves how the American education system has failed us gloriously. <laughs> people, people are on their agendas, their soapboxes, the crazies all come out in the one-star reviews, and I take such joy of finding these reviews and reading them and watching our guests' faces contort in such confusion, as well as Kevin Israel, who's used to this by now. But then listening to these people go off or whatever, or even reading the critics' five-star reviews, Here's a hint. If you ever have Kevin Israel on, mention the word zeitgeist, and he'll turn from Bruce Banner to the Incredible Hulk in a tenth of a second. Because anyone who says the word zeitgeist is a fucking blowhard. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you like, if you're if you're a movie snob, if you're if you, I got you going that one. Thank you. <laughs> if, if you're a movie snob, if you love film debate, if you love hearing some of your favorite films go, wait, what? I think the turning point for us was when we did the Goonies episode. Because I'm a kid. It looks like you guys are all the same age as I am or thereabouts. Mm -hmm. Like the Goonies when we were growing up, like I was nine when that came out. Oh, and yeah. it, was, it was all right. I, th I thought it was fine. I liked it. I owned it. But, man, watch that again. David, the producer, did a masterful job of saying, this film sucks. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, boom. And you're like, god damn. He's, well, the film hung itself, but he really drove it home. So the idea from us is I want you to get angry when you look at your phone or your tablet or wherever you download your podcast on and go, motherfuckers, how dare they are 
holy shit, they're so right. God, I hated the first Lord of the Rings. And bang, listen to us. It's fun. And I'll, and I'll, I'll get off my, my promotional soapbox in one second because I think we're going to do something next month that I think is super cool. We're doing our first live show. So if any of you guys are, lo are local to North Jersey, we're doing it at the Clifton AMC Theater on January 23rd. What we're doing is this. Bill Schultz, Joanne Nosichinsky, two of the funniest people on Compound Media, which is Anthony Akumi's network from Opening Anthony fame. And he started his own network. They do right. the morning show. And they're great, great, great people. They, I do their morning show every month, and they're awesome. They've been on our show three times. Bill's been on three times. Joanne's been on twice. We're having them come to our live show at a theater we're renting out, the AMC in Clifton. And Joanne hates the original Karate Kid. So we're gonna watch the Karate Kid in a socially distanced theater. We're only allowed to sell, I think, 55 tickets. We're almost sold out, so get your tickets now at guttingthesacredcow.com. So we're, <laughs> we're gonna watch the movie together, and then immediately after, we're gonna do an episode right then and there, a full episode, and they're gonna tell us, you know, try and convince us why the Karate Kid sucked. And, do we you know? Do we agree with them? Do we disagree with them? But it's a whole episode we're doing live and in person. And tickets are twenty five bucks. Yeah, tickets are twenty five bucks. And if COVID cancels it, well, you get your money back, no problem. So there, there you go. have it. There you go, win win, right? I think so. I wish we could That's come and go. That sounds fun, and I'm definitely going to start <laughs> listening because if there's anything, uh, I I, 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 I like nothing more than getting angry at shit. So <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> Especially reading one star reviews. One star reviews on anything, are, they're hilarious most of the time. That's one of the ones I've, I always go to one star reviews. Anything I buy. They're the best because yeah. everyone has an axe to grind and they think, you know, especially these movie assholes, they think if they go on and they write a real funny, pithy, cutesy poo review, someone from Hollywood is watching or, or Variety or any kind of magazine entertainer <laughs> is watching going, God damn it, I gotta have this guy or this gal on our staff right now and we gotta have them on our, you know, writing reviews for us. They put so much work into it, but you can tell <laughs> that community college was a struggle for them. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that sounds like a lot of fun. I would. I wish we were uh, closer because I would definitely go for sure. Uh, if you guys ever, you know, when this shit breaks up, if you guys ever take it on the road, let us know. We'll be there, man. That is a plan. Where are you guys based out of it? Out of anyway. Uh, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that is the plan. Is to get such a big enough audience where people, you know, come see us. We we show the movie. Uh, and or we do the or, or we do the episode, but you know that's the plan. We love that. That's like the dream, actually, is to go. All right, kind of tour around the country and and mm -hmm. do that, and uh, and quit corporate America because uh, fuck that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, how about uh, comics watching comics? Is this still in production? Are you guys still making the show? No, because I finance everything, and I'm trying to sell this puppy to a network and let them finance it and get me the money and so again so i can quit corporate america uh and have more of a budget behind it and again i think i do an all right job on a shoestring budget i think it's a pretty good production you know it, it, it definitely agree. tells the tale oh thank you and it's and, I, and it's funny like you know it may not have all the bells and whistles and all the top names but i got some pretty cool names on there when i did so we're looking to pitch it and get it sold and then do it but right now it's, it's on hold but don't worry guys it's i'm still trying to get that get that going and uh you know from season eight to season nine and, and onward and upward we go hopefully right right and for our uh listeners who might not uh know what comics watching comics is kevin and was it four other uh panelists that you uh you put together you guys sit and watch uh comics and then critique their performance 
Exactly. What we do is we 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 taped taped. How eighties do I sound? We video. <laughs> God damn it! Anyway, hey guys, want to go to Blockbuster, hang out, and smoke cigarettes in front there and make fun of people who rent Pretty Woman? No. <laughs> so we uh, no. We, what we do is we we taped a bunch of comics doing five minutes. We take the footage, we bring it back to my place, I, and I invite panelists to our more tenured, more successful than I am. We have a master panelist, Eddie Brill, who was great. He was on, he booked Letterman for years. And wow. we have them on, and what they do is, you know, they, they, again, we watch the footage of them doing their act. We give, we give praise, we offer advice, we critique them. And if they suck, we give them, you know, we give them the business. But the idea is to give internet, uh, internet, my God, intermediate comics more of a, um, of a, of a spotlight because right now, especially with comedy and COVID, and that's another thing that sucked, all the clubs are shut down, so no one's out there getting better or getting their name out there. But again, with this, it was another way to give intermediate comics who are trying to break through and just another avenue for exposure. And we pick a winner at the end of every season. We did a live show at Gotham Comedy Club, oh God, two years ago, where we had all the winners on who did a set, I did a set, some of the panelists did sets, and then we also had, we called the, I called it redemption section, where people who really age shit, I invited them back to do, like, I don't know, five people back to do a minute each, and then the crowd voted right then and there via applause who the best set of the, of the night was, and then they got to do a full set on that show as well. So oh, that's, that's cool. kind of the idea as well, to do like a tour around the country, like a, you know, comics, watch a comics tour around the country and, and do that, and so, so that's that's the show. So put put it like this: What's the two second elevator pitch? Last Comic Standing meets Mystery Science Theater three thousand. And again, the, 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 what we really are doing is yes, we're giving more exposure to comics for intermediate level, but it's really pulling the curtain back on comedy: how we look at it, how we break down jokes, what's good, what's not, how they can improve, what we see. Uh, but more importantly, I think the ball busting on the couch between the panelists is fucking hilarious. It's just showing you <laughs> yeah. while while you're in a comedy club watching the comics on stage, what we're saying in the back while waiting to go on or just hanging out. Like <laughs> you're seeing how we talk and communicate. We're, just, we're pulling the curtain back on comedy, guys. That's what we're really doing with uh, with the show. It's it's a fun show, that's for sure. Now is that is it still on Amazon while you guys are pitching, yeah. or have you pulled it? No, that's the great thing is uh, it's still on Amazon. It's free if you have Amazon Prime. It's free. Each season is about an hour and forty ish minutes, so mm-hmm. typical length of a feature film, eight seasons. So there you go. So if you're quarantined, here's another way to you know, spend your time. Yeah. So yeah, the good news with this is I can call Amazon tomorrow. And let's say for example, TBS goes, "Hey, I love your idea. We're gonna buy it." Cool. I call Amazon tomorrow. I own all the rights. I own everything. So I say, all right, cool. We're taking it off now. Goodbye. Thanks so much. You That's know, nice. it's been a great relationship. So, yeah, yeah I uh, it's on now. But it, trust me, but you can email me, come to my website and email me and let's talk business. <laughs> it's a good show. I recommend people checking it out if they haven't and uh, checking out Cutting the Sacred Cow, man. I, I am so stoked to listen to that. It just, again, sounds right up my alley. Right up my alley. <laughs> uh, and uh, people can find that show on uh, Instagram, just at Gutting the Sacred Cow podcast, correct? And and then on yep. uh, with Comics Watching Comics, it's just at Comics Watching Comics. Any other places I should be directing people, Kevin? Absolutely. Twitter is GTSC Podcast. That's where we do a lot of our, our work. We're also on TikTok, but no, Kevin Israel and I are not doing floss dances. We're two dudes in our 40s. That shit's not going to happen on our watch. So we just, up, <laughs> we just upload clips from the show to Instagram, Twitter, 
and TikTok, also Tumblr. I don't know why. Maybe because you can just copy right from Instagram makes it easy. So that's yeah, it. Exactly. But yeah, I would I would say also more importantly, if you do become a fan, just listen to one episode. I promise you we will hook you. And once we do, I ask for one favor. And that is just write a two-sentence, three-sentence review, five-star rating, click subscribe, and go to our website every day. Why? Because I'm working on it right now. We do articles Monday through Friday on guttingthesacredcow.com. We have a schedule. Every Monday is list of 10. So we have a theme. We each do a list of 10. Tuesday, our favorite movie quotes. Wednesday, our movie news. Thursday, movies that we've seen. Friday, sequels that we want to see or never asked for. So every day on guttingthesacredcow.com, you get new articles every day. It's perfect toilet reading. You can also go there, find out what podcast platform you're on. Click the, we have all, every, every link known to man, we're on there. So find the link that you're on. We're also on YouTube, so you can watch our smug, smiling faces on there as we shit on films or shit on guests, whichever comes first. So we're everywhere. We're everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, CastBox, Google, iTunes, obviously. But just do us a favor and write a review. And if you're even so bold and become a fan of ours, we do have a merch shop over there. We have you know hats, bags, mugs, long sleeve shirts, hoodies, short sleeve shirts. Everything over at guttingthesacredcow.com is there for your for your enjoyment. Nice. I might have to just do that myself. I'm 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 not just blowing smoke up your ass, Kevin. I really am stoked to listen to your show. It sounds amazing. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. It's kind of you say that. And I mean it, man. And uh, thank you for being back on. It's always so much fun having you here. I just I love your disposition. Uh, it's just awesome having you. Oh. <laughs> thank you so much, fellas. It's always a pleasure talking with you guys. And let's again. Let's make this not too long the next time that we talk because it's a, it's a joy to, to hang out and talk shop with you guys. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm down. All right, Jack, what do we have on the website, sir? Go to cannedairpodcast.com where you can see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media, become a patron, buy some merch, see some YouTube videos, and if you want to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. Sounds like you said that before. Don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And uh, once again, that website Jack was just talking about, CandairPodcast.com, merch, Patreon page. Enough said. Don't forget uh, Randy and Jack's show, Jackbox. Uh, it's Tuesday nights, guys, typically, right? Yes, sir. At 9 o'clock. On, uh, on, it's on Facebook, right? Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And like Randy always always likes to promote the show, tune in to watch Jack and Randy make asses of themselves. What a what a catch line. What a catch line. <laughs> All right. uh, is there anything else, gentlemen? That's it. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. I'm Kevin Goatee. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And always remember to be excellent to each other. are mean, so I'm running away from home. Where you gotta go? I don't know yet, but that'll show them. <laughs> it sure will. Shipwreck! Parents just don't understand, and it gets lonely on the road, so be sure to listen to the Candare podcast. And now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe!
had a box of the uh, uh, the freaking uh, tissues, the uh, that came in the box that also have the uh, like Kleenex. Have, yeah, Kleenex. This has been a Canned Air production. The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World, an American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine-American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains, We'll discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality of the fighting and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network for our new episode about America's most forgotten war. Now back to the show.